Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to it on launch day. Happy whatever day it is if you're not listening to it on launch day. It's been interesting looking at the the stats and seeing uh, what days and times people listen to their podcasts. So whenever and wherever you're listening to this, thank you so much for for tuning in. I'm actually today on vacation. So I'm pre-recording this a few days early. Um, and if anyone knows me, I'm I'm really not the most organized. I have an incredible virtual assistant. Her name is Stacy, and she keeps me on my shit. I'll tell you that. Um, but um, batch recording a few of the a few of these ahead of time because I am on vacation. If you're listening to this on launch day, it is my anniversary with my partner Brandon. And as a gift to him, I got him tickets to go see the Lakers versus the Spurs. We are big Lakers fans, and so. I will be, that's where I am right now. I'm in San Antonio if you're listening to this when it launches. Um, And I hope you're having an awesome day. And I did want to shout out um, one of my uh, one-on-one clients who has just been totally, totally killing it in her new role. And it's, it's so awesome to see people get everything they want. And I say that, I don't say that lightly. Um... But it's just, it's been so fascinating, so wonderful to to see that. And just watching my clients kind of unfold in their new roles and seeing the happiness and the joy that comes from landing the right role at the right company. And so I'm um, just, just so proud of all, of all my clients. And what's really, really cool is that a lot of my past clients are now enrolled in my new program, which is going to be launching are starting uh, the first week of November. So if you're listening to this on on launch day of the uh, podcast, you have a, still have time to register for it, but it's the Learning and Development, the Career Accelerator Program. So my Overnight Trainer Career Accelerator, and it's really designed to take you, if you're brand new in your L&D role, and it could be in, in any type of role across L&D, so this is unique in the sense that no matter what role you have, this program's gonna be applicable to you. Um, but you're really going to be able to come in and and grow and learn in for specifically for your new role. And it, this uh, program goes really well with today's uh, podcast episode, which is all about owning your own onboarding. And part of what my the clients who are inside of this group coaching program, that's exactly what they're doing. And so, over the course of six months, so we start in November and it's a six month long program, uh, we focus on three different pillars. The first two months, we focus on pillar number one, which is all about applying the transferable skills. So 
you had skills, you have skills, they got you this job. Well, how do you actually now apply them and know which ones to apply to your specific role? And so getting really clear on that and going through all the different types of skills, creating development plans for ourselves uh, and really learning a lot about these different skills and how to apply them. Uh, the next two months is pillar number two, which is all about creating your unique learning and development strategy. And we'll deep dive here into all the different models and theories and strategies out there, how to design one that's best for not only your organization, but for you as well. And you do not have to be an L&D leader to create your own type of learning strategy for your organization. This is what's going to help you become an L&D leader. And lastly, the last two months of the program are pillar number three, which is your growth strategy and really understanding what does the future look like for you? It doesn't mean that at the end of this, you know, immediately jumping ship to a new company or a new position, but it's positioning yourself for that next role. So when it does come up, you are ready to go and you have that development plan. So what that looks like is over the course of the six months, we meet three to four times per month. Uh, one is going to be a training session with me. So this is the only program that I have that you actually get training from me in. Um, so you'll be getting actually learn, learning and development training. I should, should clarify that. So uh, the only program that has that available that I do is this program. So get specific learning and development training from me. Uh, we have one hot, at least one, one to two hot seat coaching sessions uh, per month, which is you coming in with your specific challenges that you need help overcoming with, workshopping, ideating, whatever it looks like, and then one guest coach uh, uh, per month. And uh, we might even have more than one guest coach per month because the amount of people I'm talking to right now and the amount of uh, talent that's out there of people who want to come and, and guest coach inside of this container is incredible. So I'm trying to figure out how we can fit all of them in there. So yeah, you can expect to meet three to four times uh, per month. And so it's a, a lot of great value. I'm still offering a discount to anyone who listens to the podcast. It's uh, code podcast. If you go to theovernighttrainer.com slash work dash with dash me, scroll down to the career accelerator. And once you check out, use code podcast at checkout and it'll give you 20% off either the pay in full or the payment plan. So just know there's a payment plan for all of my programs. And yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. We can put time on the calendar to see if it's right for you. Uh, I would love to chat with you about it. The other thing and the last thing I'll say about this before we get into today's episode is that several of my clients, their companies are paying for them to do this. So if you work for an organization that gives you a stipend or whatever it may be for career development, uh, just know that uh, I've been able to provide receipts for several of my clients and their companies have paid for it in full. Uh, so that is absolutely uh, something. And I'm, I'm working on putting together the, a curriculum as well. Hopefully I'll have that um, before this episode actually airs. <laughs> so it'll be out there and available for you all. Um, but if you do need that or need more information, if you're going to talk to your boss about it, uh, by all means, please feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to provide whatever info you need. All right. So on to today's episode, which really, like I said, aligns really well with the, with the especially the first pillar of the Overnight Trainer Career Accelerator program. So I want to talk about owning your own onboarding. And a lot of times we don't think about this. And I, I've worked with so many clients who have, in the past, have had really terrible onboarding experiences. And I will say this, 
A lot of the shouldering of the onboarding should come from the organization. So this is not something that should fall 90% on you or 80% on you, right? There, and there's no, there's no realistic or dream percentage at the, at the end of the day. But we know as L&D professionals, aspiring L&D professionals, that it absolutely cannot be 100% on the new hire coming in. With that said, though, we all shoulder our own responsibility for our onboarding. And as we should expect as learning and development professionals, when people come into our organizations to own pieces of our onboarding as well. And so what I've seen from my clients who who I've coached through the career transition is that the most successful ones really truly own their onboarding. And what I mean by, I always say most successful, I would say that the quickest path to success because they're all successful. So I want to I want to back that up for a second. The quickest path to success. And I just uh, wrote about this on LinkedIn the other day about one of my clients who within 90 days of starting already redid their entire onboarding program, like had to present it in front of not only, I wrote about the CEO, which is the person who is the most important person to get that approved by, um, but a huge company-wide meeting that included the CEO. Um, And created an implementation plan, started designing it all within 90 days. And a lot of times, you know, in the first 90 days, and I've seen this uh, with with friends of mine who their first 90 days, they're literally sitting around like twiddling their own thumbs. They're waiting for someone to tell them what to do. They're, they have no idea what's going on. Uh, they're kind of just like, okay, like hopefully I get some more work and just kind of coasting. And the most successful people don't do that. <laughs> they're they're so involved in their own onboarding that they create a path for themselves. And now I will say, if you have a company culture that doesn't support that, that's that's another thing. But part of the work that we do together here, the overnight trainer is making sure you're at the right role at the right company. So you are starting a new role. That is a big important part is making sure that this company has a learning culture. And I have an entire episode about how to figure that out in the interview process. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure to go back to it. So I'm going to give you three different steps of what you can do to really own your own onboarding. The first part is what I like to call pre-boarding. My most successful clients and the fastest success um, have pre-boarding calls. Before they even start in their new role, they are connecting with their manager, the person who's going to be supporting them, guiding them, managing them, leading them, and just having a, 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 I would say a somewhere in between informal and formal call. So (laughs) informal-ish or formal-ish, I guess we could just call it, uh, pre-boarding call with the manager. And this is to really, A, break the ice, right? So your first day there, it's not like, oh, what do I do? Um, So to understand expectations, uh, you know, from day one or what's happening on day one. Uh, and to not only understand expectations for your day one, but what is the overall expectations for the role? You know, maybe in your interview, you had asked about what success looks like, you know, in the first 60 or 90 days. And if you haven't, right now would be a great time to really understand what does success look like and get on the same page with the person who's going to be leading you. It's really important to do that because you know, that way you understand what your target is, right? Otherwise, you know, I notice a lot of people have the most fear going into their their new role of not really knowing what 
what they need to do in order to be successful. And that's a scary place to be in. So this pre-boarding call, Zoom, whatever it is, is really understanding expectations. The other thing is getting clear on what the tech requirements are, what the setup is of you know, your, uh, your organization from a technological standpoint. Are, when are you gonna be getting a computer? What kind of programs do they use there? Maybe that was not fully discussed or you didn't get the whole list of the programs. Um, maybe you want to find out, do they use Google Sheets or Excel or do they have smart sheets there, right? So kind of understanding what you'll be getting into. So let's say, for example, the organization uses SmartSheet and that's how they keep track and they organize and prioritize and project manage. Well, rather than waiting until you start to learn, oh, they use SmartSheet. Okay, now I need to go and investigate SmartSheet and take that time. Leading up to starting, you can introduce yourself to SmartSheet so you can hit that ground running. And I'm not saying this for every single you know, tech piece of tech, but if there's key things that you don't know, right before you start, it's a great way to at least introduce yourself to them. So understanding the tech requirements, and then from a more personal perspective with your with your manager, what's the working relationship going to look like? What's the cadence of one-on-ones? How does feedback look like? Starting to really prepare yourself and really understanding from them what a question I love for, for my clients to ask or, you know, what was the, the reasons you hired me for this role or what skills do I have that you really think will be the most beneficial here or be able to be put to use right away? And really let them tell you what it is, you know, that stood out because that's exactly what's going to make you successful in that role. So really the first step of owning your own onboarding is scheduling and taking the initiative to schedule that pre-boarding call with your manager. And you can send them an agenda and just say, hey, I'd love to have a you know a formal-ish conversation ahead of time, uh, make sure everything's ready to go for, for week one. We'd love to know your expectations, talk about technology, what our working relationship will look like, and some some key skills that I'll be utilizing in the first uh, the first 90 days or whatever that looks like. And so that to a lot of hiring managers would show like, damn, this person is ready. Like I made the right decision. And not that they didn't think they did, but really showing how you take initiative. That is huge. Every manager wants that. Every manager wants someone to take initiative. That is, if you are a manager and you don't want people to take initiative, let me know. Please feel free to message me. I have never, <coughs> excuse me, I'm, I'm getting so choked up about this. I've never met a manager, a great manager, a great leader who doesn't like having a team that will take initiative. So that's the first part, setting that pre-boarding, having it before you start, and preferably, you know, you, you give that you're, you get the offer, you give your notice, and this happens around that same time. You know, right fresh off getting that offer, schedule that pre-boarding call with your manager. All right, so then the second part, and this is happening, I would say, as you're starting, maybe right before you start, kind of based off of that pre-boarding call, and then as you're getting involved in the organization over the first week or so, is to set goals. And I want you to look at it from a personal as well as a professional. So what type of your own personal goals do you wanna achieve in the first 90 days? What would success look like to you? Does that mean learning something new, understanding a technology, having a better work-life balance? I don't know, what, what, what type of goals do you want to own for yourself that you think will benefit not only yourself, but the organization and the team, right? So your own personal goals around this new role. And then 
start to workshop out with your manager, like what, what do your goals look like for the first 90 days? And again, you probably, if you've had that pre-boarding meeting, you started to already get that sense of comfortability, gaining some confidence in some of the technology or the way things are going to go. So that saves you a lot of that first couple weeks mumble and jumble, right? So now you're able to really dive into those goals. So sitting with your manager, saying, hey, here are some professional, per, you know, some personal goals based on the conversation we had about the expectations and what you think success would look like. Here's a couple goals that I put, you know, for me personally to be able to uh, attain. What do you, what else do you think we should add to this list from a, a professional standpoint and from a team standpoint? So really being able, again, take initiative to set those goals and to come to your first one-on-one with your manager of what, based on what they said success looks like, here are some goals you put into, into mind. So getting really, really, really clear about what it is you're shooting for, whether it's 90-day goals, six-month goals, whatever it is. I always like 90-day goals, um, especially if you are someone who is hitting the ground running and you want to do that. And I have seen in my clients who have been able to follow these steps and have hit the ground running. I mean, I have already have uh, posted about this uh, couple, uh, last week that I've really only been doing this for officially for a year um, and, it's, and from a coaching people into their transition for less than that. And I've already had several clients promoted within six months, within that year, right? Because they didn't have to waste time in the beginning waiting to be told what their onboarding was. They took control of their onboarding. They knew what to expect going into it. They were prepared with their personal and their professional goals, and they were able to start working towards them on day one. So the last part, so step number three, is then turning on those transferable skills to get you to those goals. So now that you have a target, you now know, you and your manager have sat down, you set those expectations on day one or week one, you've identified what those goals are going to be. You can now focus on identifying what skills you need to turn on, right? So for example, a client who I've been talking about um, has incredible instructional design skills. Absolutely. Um, can create content, can you know put together a program. Absolutely. But in the first 90 days, this person didn't really need to tap on their instructional design skills as much as they did on program management, on their strategic, on communication, right? So really being clear about what your goals are allows you then to take a step back and say, okay, what skills do I need to tap into? Sorry if you hear hammering, there's like construction happening next door. <laughs> um, but what skills do I need to tap into to achieve these goals? Where so many people go wrong in their onboarding is that they get overwhelmed by, okay, they hired me for all of these things, right? I look at this job description, here's all these things, but you don't quite know what the priority is. There's no clear set goals um, or there, there are, but you don't understand exactly what skills you need to focus on. And so rather than being able to say, hey, for this project, for these 90 days, I'm gonna need to really tap into these five skills, we get, lost in 
all right, I got to do this over here and do that over there. And you essentially go into skill overdrive. And so what I've seen the most successful people do in the quickest amount of time is really to be able to hone in on which transferable skill do I need to apply to this. And that's the work that we do inside of the Overnight Trainer Career Accelerator program is really looking at specifically for each person, what exactly is the goal here? What skills are going to are going to need to be used in order to achieve that goal and how do we actually apply it? So again, that's exactly what we're going to focus on in the first two months, uh, probably in the first month actually, of the Overnight Trainer Career Accelerator program. So again, if you're interested, please let me know. Uh, we will be closing the doors on uh, Halloween, October 31st. So that is right around the corner and I'd love to see you in there. Again, a lot of my clients, their companies are paying for them to do this. If you do need a receipt or you need some proof or whatever it looks like, let me know. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to DM me uh, at Sarah Canistra on LinkedIn uh, or send me an email, hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I am so happy to put 15, 20, 30 minutes on the calendar for us to chat about if this program is right for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.